I'd like to plug the Chase Thomas podcast. Listen to Chase Thomas. You'll be a smarter sports fan and obviously a much better human being. Matt Chernoff from 680 The Fans, Chuck and Chernoff show here. And I want to say thanks for listening to today's episode of the Chase Thomas podcast. You can find it on Apple, Spotify, and all your favorite podcast apps. Chase Thomas went to Parkview in North Georgia. He's a local Atlanta kid, and he won't let the Luca versus Trey thing go. He interned with us back in the day, and you'll always remember him. Anyway, definitely go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com where you can find all of Chase's previous episodes, all of his articles, and do him a solid. Leave him a rating and review if you're an Apple Podcast listener. Reminder to listen to our show, Chuck and Chernoff, Monday through Friday, 3 to 7 on 680 The Fan, and subscribe to my podcast as well. Welcome to Matlana, wherever you get your podcasts. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I, hate, I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, Everything School HQ, number two Tennessee Volunteers baseball team, number two Tennessee Volunteers basketball team, everything coming up, Tennessee Volunteers. Unfortunately, I went back to Atlanta over the weekend, saw the Hawks in person with my wife for the first time for her. They lost late to the Clippers, so that didn't go well, but, you know, still by and large a good a good uh, sports weekend and getting to get back to Atlanta briefly. Uh, but here at this time, as he is each and every week, Mr. Evan Swords. Evan, all black. Are you okay? How are you, buddy? There is no God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will say this. I think I am, and I mean this sincerely, I think I am probably the most well-adjusted, the most okay 49ers fan that I know. Mm. Every 49ers fan I had, I had one of my buddies was like screaming, trying to break things on the phone. I have another buddy who's like, my wife doesn't understand. I'm so sad. Why doesn't she understand? Everyone was just like losing their mind. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm doing okay. Well, that's good. Also here, who can kind of like me being a Falcons fan, I don't have to worry about any of these kind of issues. Uh, <laughs> and no, no playoff issues of any kind of Super Bowl failures nothing of the sort um here but in minnesota of the daily norseman my longtime good friend mr eric thompson eric vikings fans also not allowed to have nice things you've had that as your pin tweet for many years now since, so you can share since it. 2015 i believe yep <laughs> and one day i will hopefully unpin it but uh, i don't think it's going to be anytime soon and yeah um it was it was a quick death for the the vikings in the playoffs it was a uh, kind of anticipated i i thought they were going to at least beat the giants and then get uh probably slaughtered by evans uh 49ers but that didn't happen and then of course the poor 49ers had the game where you know like it's the madden game where the computer just decides you aren't going to win that was mm -hmm. basically what happened to San Francisco on Sunday. That was. Did you go to the, the playoff game against the Giants? I did not. I went to the okay. fun one against. I went to the one that they won against the Giants on Christmas Eve. Um, okay. With I brought the whole family to that one. That was a blast. Uh, but nope. I was. I had an opportunity to, and I figured I. 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 I think I made it to like five Vikings games this year. And okay. So I. It's pretty that good. Kind of, yeah. That's that was really good, and. and um, both my daughters got to go to two. My wife got went to two, so like brought the whole family a bunch of times this year. And yeah, they were undefeated when I went, so I guess you can blame it on me. I, sh I should have. Well, and really, that's there. on the Vikings as an organization to not invite you to all the games. Exactly. Mm. I'm I'm posting stuff. I'm you know I'm I'm I have like more than five or six fo Twitter followers. They could hook me up. Yeah. 
I mean, Evans over here, he's like the White Claw sponsor, the Niners sponsor. They bring him in to lead chance and just be the be the be the leader of the fan base. We need to get Eric in the same yeah. in the same zone. They gotta get me blowing the Gallerhorn before the game. I mean, that's. <laughs> would you do that? I, I would become a Vikings fan just to be able to do that. Oh, would you do gosh. it, Eric? Would you be too nervous, or would uh, you do it? Oh, hundred percent. Like you don't actually. Uh, full disclosure: There's not an instrument you actually have to play. They just play a really loud noise while you'll pretend to, oh, to do the thing. So yes, okay. It's always a guest going up there, and it's it's someone much, much, much more famous than right. I usually. So they, that's, yeah, they had Joe Staley for the Niners doing the gong this 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 week. I don't know right. who that is, bro. I don't know who Joe Staley is, bro. I don't. <laughs> I gotta say, I I'm a huge Duck fan. And I'm like, came on, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Sorry. That's for his the language, only thing, but... by the way. It's every week. He just that's his thing. He's like, I don't know who you are, bro. Like that's just every week. Kayvon Thibodeau is. Uh, it's a like, new. I don't, I don't know, know who get you are. Google, bro. Like, why are you? Ta- why? Why do we care? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's a weird, <laughs> weird time, um, uh, in that uh, in that Twitter sphere. Not a great look uh, for a lot of Twitter big talkers. Eli Apple going down this weekend after the week that he had on Twitter.com. Um, yeah, no, it was uh, not a good look for people who talked a lot of smack ahead of uh, big games. But um, the Niners, some unbelievable bad luck here. Like, we'll get into Eric's Vikings mm-hmm. after this. But, like, I just, I look <laughs> at this game, and I was traveling back to um, back to Knoxville while this game was going on. So I listened to the whole game on the radio. So I'm just listening to it and um, reacting to my wife. I'm like scaring my wife because I'm like, oh, no, like it's just so much fun because I listen to baseball on the radio a lot and it's just so soothing. There's not many things more soothing than listening to a baseball game on the radio. And I am just I feel for Evan like Evan, you popped up in my head like four or five times right. And I'm just like, oh, no, that's not Josh Johnson. And I'm hearing it. And then they're like, oh, they're running up to the line because they don't. The, he clearly didn't come down. Because I'm listening to Warner and uh, Kevin Harling make the call. And oh. just the, the Devontae Smith non-catch where they like realize it. And they're like, oh, they're going to get it up. And they're not going to have time to review it. And this is all going to happen. And I'm like, oh, no, this was uh, this is not looking good. But by and large, I just. I think with one of these games, I feel like if you're a Bengals fan today, you're a lot more hurt than the Niners because they were right there. They were healthy. They had every opportunity to win. If you're a Niners fan, you're just like, what are the odds of us being down to QB five in the NFC title game? Like, what are we supposed to do? Like, what was Kyle supposed to do? How are we going to win this game? Even with the Devonte Smith non-catch reverse or whatever, like, Brock Purdy, we now know the it was a full like a, a tear, like a UCL tear that he is now out six months, so he could not literally throw the football ten yards downfield. Josh Johnson, obviously, well in over his head uh, for that moment, did not have the snaps, was not ready for any of that. Um, and you're like, well, what? You're gonna run the fullback and do the wildcat as the emergency quarterback? It was, I just it just sucks because you're like, there's nothing they could. Dude, it wasn't even like a, a back and forth, just unbelievable ending. It was just I don't even sad. know why you're talking like that. Like, I, I don't understand anyone when it comes to this 49ers game. Like, everyone wanted to discuss so many things, and my friends included. Mm. When, Bro- when Brock Purdy went out, mm. the game was over. Yeah. And I knew that the second it happened. And as a 49ers fan, I had peace. I don't know anybody else, and obviously on the podcast you won't be able to hear this, but I have a really I have tight shoulders from like bro lifting my whole life. So yeah. I know like essentially like the motion that he was throwing, when your arm is trying to go the other way, 
it doesn't have a lot of range of motion, even if you are an athlete. Mm. And when you're throwing that as fast as you can and you're throwing it your arm into a Hassan Reddick, I'm sure every single tendon just ripped in half. And so, not to get into that, I, I mean, let's like let's backtrack. I've been saying it facetiously for a long time, but I'm tired of it. I want I want the respect it deserves. The 49ers are cursed, and we need to start talking about it. We need to start admitting it. I know it's a funny thing to say. You think about curses. You think about witches and black magic and maybe hocus pocus. I don't know what you think about. Maybe you think about hexes. Maybe you think about, I don't know. The 49ers are cursed. Kyle Shanahan comes and gets hired after they had Jim Harbaugh, a Super Bowl winning team, Colin Kaepernick, that team has its own issues. But then Kyle comes in, clean slate, doesn't draft Patrick Mahomes because he's going to get old Kirk Cousins. And then they realize, well, that's not a good idea. So we got to figure something out. So they trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Tears his ACL immediately. After a little bit of hope, five games, wins five in a row games. We think that the Niners are on top of the world. Nope, tears his ACL, never comes back, never gets fully healthy from that. Always plays different than when we first saw him those first five games. So then Kyle goes, well, we tried to trade for a quarterback, and we did, and it worked for a little bit, but then he tore his ACL. we got to figure something out. This is a great quarterback class. What should we do? Well, you know what? I'm Kyle Shanahan. We've got a great roster. We need a quarterback, and I'm not going to sit here and rest on my laurels. I'm not going to wait on Jimmy Garoppolo. We're going to go out and get a quarterback by trading three first-round picks. We could have picked either Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, right? We chose Trey Lance. Thought it was the right decision. I know uh, old Eric over here, big North Dakota fan, knows it was a a great decision. We all thought it was a great decision. Well, guess what? He wasn't quite ready. He was fresh. That's fine. Jimmy's going to play anyways. Jimmy plays a little bit better. Hope again. They (laughs) might just so happen to be able to be successful with Jimmy. Uh, No. Pain. Sadness. Pain, sadness. What happens? Throws an interception against the Rams, who then go on to win the Super Bowl. So now they have played the Chiefs, missed one throw, lost the Chiefs, played the Rams, thrown a pick, other things, lose to the Rams. So now... This is iconic. It's Trey Lance time, baby. Mm -hmm. We waited for this. We did a year of Jimmy Garoppolo knowing that this legend was in... In the background, waiting to come in. And you know what? He's had a year under the belt. We've got a new quarterback coach in Brian Greasy. We've got weapons, Debo, Brandon Ayuk. We've got running backs all over the place. We have everything that Trey Lance could be possibly hoping to need. What's the first game? Monsoon. Chicago (laughs) Monsoon. Google it. See how many times Chicago has played in torrential downpour in a football game. It's always snow, alcoholism, and sadness. That's it. (laughs) But instead, Monsoon in Chicago. And guess what? Trey Lance can't throw the ball because it's raining so hard. You know when it stops raining in Chicago? That's right, when the Chicago Bears get the ball. When they are done scoring, boom, starts raining again. That's not a joke. I'm not joking. Literally Google it. It happened like that. So then they lose to the worst team in the NFL. Because of rain, God, and misfortune. 
And then what happens next? Me, this dumbass, flies out to San Jose and Santa Clara because he's going to go watch Trey Lance play the Seahawks. I brought my girlfriend. Her first ever fo- football game. Life is so exciting. Breaks his ankle immediately. Immediately <laughs> breaks his ankle. It's okay, though, guys. Jimmy's the backup. What other team in the NFL has a starting caliber quarterback as a backup? Jimmy's here, and he's going to save the day. In fact, now they're winning football games. They could go to the playoffs. Jimmy's starting to play better. He's doing things that he hasn't ever done since those first five games. Things are going to be okay, everyone. No! No, they're not. Jimmy breaks. Jimmy gets injured, too. So now Jimmy's gone. The world is going to shit. We're all crying as Niners fans. And guess what? Brock Purdy, the literal Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft, comes out and starts playing well. More than well. Better than Jimmy's played since his ACLs. Eight and oh. Seven and oh. Brock Purdy has now guaranteed 49ers fans that they are going to the Super Bowl. He 12 win streak for the NFL 49ers. Going to the NFC Championship to play the Eagles. Do you know what happened, Chase? (laughs) I know you're going to say break his ankle because it seems to be a very common thing. Mm. No! He got a baseball injury! (laughs) The football player got a baseball injury and he's going to have Tommy John surgery now because his UCL got ripped in half like it was Hulk Hogan pulling his arm. So, there is no God. And if there was, and if there was, he's a Seahawks fan. And he's angry. But hey, as every 49ers fan knows, there's always next year. Remember, remember, Evan said at the top of the show that he is in better shape than all the 49ers fans that he knows. And he just went on a 10-minute monologue about the curse of the 49ers. I mean, that was the that was the, the Woody from Toy Story meme, the whole oh, the whole up, let him cook. I, I wanted to butt in like three times. I'm like, ah, I got to let him go. That was, that was therapy for you. I okay. was going to say that I feel better. Okay, I have some comments, though. First of mm. all, do not come on to a podcast hosted by a Falcons fan and yeah. featuring a Vikings fan and talk about curses about an NFL mm. team. You've had some bad. You've had a string of bad luck. You've made several NFC Championship games lately. You've made a couple Super Bowls. I am 41 years old. I still have never seen my team play in a Super Bowl. Chase unfortunately has seen his <laughs> team play in two. They didn't work out great. I just want to get to the. I want to get to the point of that. My dad keeps talking about all these miserable Super Bowl losses he saw mm. in the '70s. I've never even seen one for myself. I want to get to that point. Mm. But yes, I, I the that was the. It, it was a really bad. It was a roller coaster. It was very Vikings esque actually. What the 49ers did this year. It was the get your hopes up. And just when you're like, nope, nope, I can't. There's no way that I'm going to buy into this team again. All of a sudden, you're buying in, and they're getting your hopes up. And just when you think their hopes are crushed again, nope, there's one more level they get you up to, and then absolutely slaughter you in the NFC Championship game. So I know, like the injury stuff, that is that's Final Destination kind of stuff that the the, the 49ers <laughs> went through. Like they, that, <laughs> you guys must think that that those series of movies is a documentary, but at this point, because like that is one like, more time, one more time. Stuff. Let me just say it fast because that was long. Trey, Trey, so Brian Hoyer 
bad. Trade for Jimmy G, tears his ACL. Trade three first-round picks for Trey Lance, boom, broken ankle. <laughs> Brock Purdy can ball, going to the NFC Championship, rips his shoulder and elbow in half. Also, Josh Johnson oh, left Josh- this game with a concussion. Yeah, and he had to go back in because he couldn't throw because <laughs> the, the fifth string guy got a concussion and he was out. Yes, you forgot that part. By the way, my Josh girlfriend Johnson literally really just texted in the me. Game. She can't hear you guys, but my <laughs> girlfriend just texted me. You didn't mention Josh Johnson. <laughs> Who got you a concussion? Brought, you brought your girlfriend into this mess, Evan. You brought her into this just real my tough poor situation. My yeah. poor girlfriend was All a Blazers. All of us, by the way, are She was a women. Blazers fan. She was a yeah. Blazers fan. She already had sadness and depression. Oh. She already had let down. And now she's got her twice. I remember when I was a kid, I used to tell mm. people, they're like, are you a Blazers fan? I'm like, I mean, I was like, I grew up here. I'm born and raised, but I can mm. only handle one bad team. Mm. So I'm more of a Niners fan. I don't, you know, I, I will say this, Eric. I agree, you know, the Falcons and, and the Vikings have it bad and i obviously don't i mean i do know what it's like on that side to some extent because those years before alex smith were terrible but there's something to say of the peace that both of you have every year from like november to february where you just don't have to get it your hopes up there's none mm. of that no, I've, we get it like every five or six years we knew and that this Falcons vikings have- team and the Vikings were thirteen and four this year. We we were hoping for one playoff win. We knew that in our hearts that it wasn't going very far this year. But we've had our, you know, the two thousand nine, the two thousand seventeen. That you know, we um, just five years ago, almost to the day that you had to suffer in Philadelphia, uh, the Vikings lost by seven more points. We didn't have any crazy. Uh, it was basically it was just Cinderella turning into a pumpkin. I was gonna say, but it was the same kind of deal where Case Keenum, not the guy to start the year, and not the guy you thought was gonna be leading you to a Super Bowl, kind of right. like Brock Purdy. It was a hot hand where you were and, just riding this Case Case and Keenum Delvin thing. Delvin Cook was out for the year. I remember yeah. I was at that. De- it was a Week Four game against Detroit, and the Vikings lost that one, fourteen to seven. And Delvin Cook tore his ACL in non-contact industry or injury. And I was at that game with my wife. I'm like, season's over. Two yeah. and two. Where we fell in two and two, <laughs> they lost one game up until the NFC Championship game. After that, so yes, yeah. I, I I have flashed yeah. of it. Yeah, but for me, I, it's been weird because it's different for the Falcons. Because like I'll, we're, we're, y'all have kind of walked in that abyss sometimes, like in the last twenty years. Where like the Falcons, like one of the things you take for granted is that like you went from Michael Vick to one year of Joey Harrington and Byron Leftwich and that mess. Like, I got one year of that. And then it was like, oh, Matt Ryan time. And then you just get Matt Ryan for over a decade. And it's just every year you go in, you're like, well, if this goes right, Michael Turner looks like he might be the guy to really... Roddy White, oh, Julio Jones entered the fold. John Abraham on the edge. And this is like every year there's this new storyline where you're like, we have Matt, we have these guys, and we're contending year over year. And then that these last two years without Matt, uh, or this last year without Matt, and then what he was two years ago... Where it was just like, oh, this is over. He's not starting this league anymore. And this year, just going through it, going with no expectations. It was it was weird. Like I'm wearing the Falcons like hoodie right now, but like this was one of the weirder Falcon seasons for me because y'all were on the emotional roller coasters where y'all's team uh, could have posted be, be number one season in the NFC, and it was it, the the expectations like both could make the Super Bowl. And for me, all year it was just like 
all right, let's see what Desmond, like, we're just waiting for Desmond Ritter. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, I, like I'm not emotionally invested in any Marcus Mariota game. And I'm watching the Falcons Falcon against the Chargers where they should have won the game. And um, they to return this fumble back and Taquan Graham just fumbles it 40 yards up the field. And then the Chargers get the ball back immediately and drive down and win the game. And it's like, oh, right. This can still happen even if we're not contending with Matt Ryan and company. Like, we could still falconing even with uh, a season where nothing matters because they were in Capel, but I don't know. I just, I, I look at what happened to the Vikes and I look what happened to the Niners and I just, it just sucks, man. Like the Niners, like I, it's just one of those things too. I, I'm sure the NFL hates this because there was so much excitement going into that heavyweight matchup between the Niners and the Eagles where those were two, I think even Chiefs and Bengals fans would say the Niners and the Eagles have the two best rosters in football uh, this year. And to see how good CMC was, to see how well Brock Purdy was playing, and to see if a rookie quarterback could really get to the Super Bowl and uh, for the first time ever, it was like, wow, this is interesting. And like Jalen Hurts being an MVP favorite, and then just looking at, I mean, all the different matchups. Like AJ Brown hadn't has, still hasn't scored a touchdown since like January first, and you're like, how is this going to go? Like there's just so many interesting nuances to this game and then it's like evan said nope boom brock hurt early done deal it's over and then you're like well maybe josh johnson can keep this thing going you're like nope josh johnson's well, not going to keep well, this and, thing going and the defense and the 49ers defense like kept him alive for yeah. a little while there like, this is it, what no hold on hold on yeah. fuck, fuck <laughs> kept him alive i want to talk about that because i don't think a lot of people are talking about that aj brown had 28 yards Devontae smith yeah. had 36 yards right like Jalen Hurts threw for 121 yards. He was not he good in this game. He sucked. No, yeah, no, hold on. I, We're not, I'm not, the yeah. 49ers, when they lost Brock Purdy, put forced three three and outs immediately afterwards. Yep. I know that I'm a psychotic 49ers fan, and I know that I am probably not in the, tra- in the trauma that I'm in. I'm not in a mental state to drive a car, let alone be <laughs> make, speaking a podcast. But the 49ers were better. Mm. And I know that's insane to say, but... What I what I saw, the Niners' defense was destroying them. Mm. Three, three, three and outs immediately after you lose your quarterback. Any other team, the the, the, the season's over. They're done. Mm. And they still kept going. And obviously, you know, the penalties, I don't even want to talk about the refs. I think a lot of people are going to want to talk about the refs more on the Chiefs' side. But the penalties were insane. The second they forced those three, three and outs, all of a sudden, every flag like they all came out and I, I there's no way to know but i in my heart know that if that injury wouldn't have happened the niners would have beat the eagles well, at, at the very least i think that injury robbed us of what could have been an all-timer of a game that would have absolutely. been an absolute 60 minute slugfest and again i re- that was too I think it's the two best constructed rosters in the league. I mean, just the fact that the 49ers made it there with Mr. Irrelevant shows how well they're they're built around the, everywhere else on the roster. And the Eagles really don't have a lot of weak points. Their defense was still getting right. after the quarterback no matter who was back there. Like it, it would have been a great game. I won't say – again, you look at the final score and it's like, oh, 31-7, how could you say the, the Eagles were even going to struggle with them? That that was absolutely a game even you know well into the second quarter with – virtually no offense available for the 49ers. Yeah. It wasn't even until the fourth quarter where it was like, okay, three possessions with this. I mean, it's like, it's just yeah. not happening. Don't forget that Josh Johnson literally dropped the ball and gave it to the other team. Like <laughs> hey, Patrick Mahomes did it too. It I know, but like, mm. but it was like seven to 14 and, and yeah. that's, you know what I mean? Like 
and they were driving like it's just would it have mattered, Evan, if they had gone Wildcat? Like in the moment, were you thinking, like, no, could CMC no, no. have done it? No, 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 no. They're too good of a defense. The Eagles yeah. are really good, and with zero threat of a pass. And the fact that CMC was getting yards, period, mm-hmm. in that second half, when it's like, oh, guess where the ball's going? Everyone in the stadium knows the ball, where mm-hmm. the ball's going, and he still got a few first downs. I thought that was incredible. His his touchdown run was one of the greatest playoff touchdown runs I've money. ever seen in my entire life, and it'll never be even talked about because of that. That's the thing that bothered me. I don't have a lot of complaints because you know what are you going to do when that happens? It's just that, but that Kyle knew he was going to be able to run the ball. And he just, like, he could have just ran the ball. Like, he was getting four yards to carry early on, and he was still trying to do his little, you know, all of his little bullshit, little cutesy little fuck. Like, he had Brock Purdy, like, you know, what? I don't know what the play is called, but where you roll out a little bit and have Hassan Reddick bite, and then you're going to throw it to Christian McCaffrey over him, right? Like, that's the play. That's what he got injured on. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey was just getting the ball handed off to him, and he was running for four or five yards every time. Mm-hmm. You hadn't even used your other running backs yet. And it's just like, I get it. You want to have this, like, balanced pass, passing attempt, whatever. But, like, do you remember the Vikings game, Eric, at Levi's, that playoff game? Um, yeah, I tried to block it out. But- right. Kyle... <laughs> Kyle's very Kyle knows how to run the ball in the playoffs, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean that game was over as soon as the 49ers got to double digits, I think, especially with that the what they were doing, but yes. Um I what a grapple throw was that the one where he passes threw or something? I think like it was that? 8 or something like that. I think he went like yeah. 6 for it wasn't that the game where he went 6 it, for 8. It, he it, had two it, games in that playoff run where he barely threw, but yeah. that was one of them. And that's just yeah. what makes me so bad. Obviously it's like ifs and buts, right? Like looking looking back on it you it's almost a waste of energy, but it's just like knowing that they were the 16th rated run defense in the NFL and you have the best rushing attack in the world right now and you chose to just try and throw the ball early too. I just I don't know, man. It, it, it's yeah. Talking about it makes it worse, guys. Let me tell you. Uh, well, talking about it makes it worse. Oh, I I stand corrected. Garoppolo pa- he he passed nineteen times that game. He completed hmm. eleven of them for for one hundred and thirty one yards. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Eleven. So. He, well, he completed eleven passes, but the, that was yeah. in the beginning. The first half he completed a lot of those. In the second half, I think he threw like two passes. Yeah, because mm. he didn't need to. Because he threw an interception and he pissed off Kyle. Yes, he did. Well, Evan, here's something that could uh, who could uh, who could uh, th- this is a question that I think could uplift you a little bit. Like, what did you love most about this team this year? Like, what did you love most about going to the games and watching this team rise, the resiliency? Like, what was your favorite part of this year's 49ers? I mean, it has to be the next man up. Like, mm. you'll never in, in the history of the NFL, I don't think you'll ever hear again about how a team started with one quarterback, had a backup, was still able to compete, had a third string Mr. Irrelevant, and they got better. Mm. It was a great story. I think it was awesome to see the team rally around Brock Purdy. I think it was it was great to see you got as you, when you're a football fan of a team and you love that team, I got to see the best version of these players, not mm. as football players, but as people. You got to see them so happy and appreciative. They had each other's backs. They were constantly hyping each other up. 
And I just, that was great. Just really great to see. There was other things too. Obviously, you love the NF- the 49ers going 6-0 and in the NFC West, right? Mm-hmm. You love them winning the fun. NFC West, right? Love that. You love them beating Seattle in the playoffs. You love, I mean, they beat Dallas in the playoffs. It was a story, story year, like a storybook year for the 49ers. You could not have written it better if you just would have left the last page off. <laughs> I, the last thing I'll say on this, which is, I think, funny, and then we'll get into some Viking stuff, is did y'all read the Ray Ratto defector piece today? No. Not yet. It was so good. It's like, he's such a great writer. He's probably my, he's, I've said for years, he's my favorite sports writer. He always makes me laugh. Like there's no Ray Ratto column that doesn't make me laugh. But did y'all know that the Niners got woken up with a fire alarm uh, the night before the game at 5 a.m.? No No fire. They were woken up uh, and it was reported by Kathleen Madigan, who I think is a comedian. And she tweeted, quote, my hotel in Philly had a bunch of 49ers on the top floor. At 5 a.m. today, fire alarm went off for half an hour. No fire. LOL. Expect some sleepy 49ers today. That When we talk about curse franchises, Evan, that was something I'm reading that, and I'm like, well, that speaks to what Evan's talking about. Like, oh, what are the I'm, odds? Like, all these I'm, dudes were woken I'm up at 5 a.m. I'm reading that as Philly fans. That's, yeah, I was going to yeah, say, yeah. I want to say this. I, Philly fans are genuinely terrible people. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh-huh. not, not, even, like not even facetiously. They are, like... I've I've been a 49ers fan for my whole life. You know, I've I've had big games. We've played out of conference, out of division games, really big ones. I, you know, I've never met a fan base that was more smug, let like more shitty than the than the Eagles fan base. They're terrible people. There are still right now so many people like from the Eagles fans in my mentions. Like, yeah, that's what we do. We knock quarterbacks out. It's like. I please, please. I don't want to hear from you. Like you, you, you're literally on call, right? Like you're working at the gas station right now, and you're tweeting. Like just go back to your job at the gas station and stop <laughs> tweeting on the clock. It's it's time theft. I don't want to hear it. It's time theft, and it's illegal. And it's just like they're the most miserable. Less like. You would think that a team that was never able to win a Super Bowl and then they finally won one with Nick Foles would understand how hard it is to win a Super Bowl and how crazy the NFL is. But they are classless douchebags. And this is coming from an all-time douchebag. I know them well. (laughs) I, I have attended probably four or five Vikings Eagles games in my lifetime, all in Minnesota. Mm. I the Vikings are playing in Philadelphia. I wrote a quick article last week on Daily Norseman. I ranked the top places where I would go for the nine opponents that the Vikings are playing on the road, mm. and I put everything else, and I put dead last Philadelphia for mm. any of the reasons that Evan mentioned. I I don't. Th- this is a fan base. Again, I'm generalizing. I'm sure there are dozens of nice Eagles fans <laughs> out there, but the, uh, <laughs> but they like. To a person, every time, like th- this is the traveling like the Eagles fans that are you know coming to another NFL stadium. Mm. To a person, were just like they prided themselves on being assholes. Like that was they, that was a, a they wanted to be. They yeah, sought it's a pride out point being assholes. And yeah, and again, if it's the you know 
I'm sure again that I, I don't want to uh, paint that heavy of a, with a heavy of a brush, but I, until I meet one otherwise, I'm going to have to agree with Evan on on his opinion of the fan base. And again, I respect the hell out of the team that the Eagles have put on the field. That is a really well run franchise. Howie Roseman has put together an amazing roster. I like a lot Twice. of those players. Yes, he. That's. I mean, that's the the thing. Is as a Vikings fan, it's like, oh, they went and kicked our ass with Nick Foles in the NFC Championship game. Did a complete rebuild while yep. we we're spinning our wheels <laughs> with Kirk Cousins, and now they're in the Super Bowl again. Right. So yes, yeah. I really like that team. I like. I even like their uniforms. I think they're cool. I, well, the mm-hmm. Kelly Green ones are way better. But the like but the fans. That's again. That was the I was rooting for your, your 49ers Brown, and for that for that reason. AJ Brown is one of the dopest wide receivers I've ever had the chance and pleasure to watch in the NFL. He's fantastic. Uh, Jalen Hurts is awesome. He's yep. a great story. I love underdog stories. I love Jalen Hurts. Their their coach sucks. Total douchebag. hundred percent. But I think it's part of why it works. I, I know. He, I know. He, he belongs like, I think it's in part of why it works. In. Big Sean Payton vibes. Yeah. There. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's got such a more punchable face than Sean Payton. <laughs> Sean Payton's the kind of guy I can just like lift up and be like, "Go away, get out of here." Like, I'm gonna put you in timeout. NFL Sirion. teams have kind of done that this off season. Yeah, I. Uh... Oh god, yeah, it's okay. getting, getting yeah. worse. Yep. There you go. Um, Eric Thompson, who's the Vikings' next uh, defensive coordinator? Because that just seems like the difference this year. Like, did you know? When it was Big Ed, who was going to be the DC, we were like, well, this is not going to last. This is going to be a problem. We're like Vikings fans already in the know where it was like, he's he's not going to work. This is a this is a weird, bad hire to start things off, Kevin O'Connell. Like, what are we doing? Why do we no, hire him? No, no? We, we liked it because it was okay. a, the experience factor and KOC was new and all that stuff. And we were definitely given the benefit of the doubt. And it was just such a time for a change because that defense the last couple of years under Zimmer, and again, the defenses under Zimmer were traditionally amazing. That was the part mm. that carried the team in the couple playoff runs that they did make. And it w- had just fallen apart. I mean, their two-minute, their, their end-of-half defense was just getting torn up. They they allowed a historic amount. I think uh, in 2021, they allowed the most points in the last two minutes of halves, like in the history of the NFL. If you I, almost got Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley paid. I mean, I, I think we, I think we did our part for the Daniel yeah. Jones. We made Mac Jones look good this year. That yeah. was, the, that was the scary. But yeah, I mean, the Matt Patricia looked good. Yeah, uh, oh, the offense, like the Jets. I mean, we made Mike White some money again. Like it was, it, it was bad. But again, like going into the season, it's like all right, three, four. Maybe we don't have the personnel for that. But again, it was basically like they needed something new. And then it was something new, and then it was the exact same thing for the entire season. It was yeah. a cover two shell. They made zero adjustments. They did not play to their strengths and weaknesses of their defense. And when you're dropping Daniil Hunter, who's one of the best edge rushers, he had a really quietly a, a really good season. He had a lot of pressures. Him as Darius Smith. Darius Smith kind of fell off at the end of the season after banging up his knee, I think. But they they had some pieces. And they basically couldn't do anything on the like if they had half a defense this year, then they're extremely dangerous. But it just it just was not going to happen under at Donatel. So uh, to answer your original question, who it's going to be, I think we'll have to find out who the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals is before we Mm. find out the answer to that. Because I personally think, again, I have no inside information on this, but I think they're going to wait for what Brian Flores is doing Uh, if he gets Mm. that job in Arizona. I think he's a really good fit for for what the Vikings defense needs. What the Vikings have they interviewed defense, him? Um, yes, they have okay. officially interviewed him. And, Who have they uh, interviewed total? 
they've interviewed him and I think just well they interviewed Mike Pettin the the um the internal candidate who uh, did you know if if you if you want anything to do with the current current people, I mean, when Packers fans are in your mansions going, yeah. yes, please sign Mike Fenton. Is Dom you know, Capers in this group? Yeah, like, what are we doing here? Uh, he was already in the building before. So, um, and then um, <laughs> I'm I'm gonna screw up. Is is it Desai out of Seattle? Oh yes, he was the associate head coach who was in Denver the year prior, or Chicago. Was he the one in Chicago last year as DC? And then when that staff got fired, he moved over. I believe so. But yeah, this yeah. and I think he. The, at least from what I know about his system, I think it'd be mm. a better fit. Well, just about anything again would be a better fit than that's a kind uh, of good saw. place to be in, though, right? Where you're like, we can't go down, and our right, offense you're, is good. You're, yeah, I mean, in most categories, you can only go down one at the most. I think for most of the, where the Vikings ended up being ranked, mm. and yeah, it's, so it's, I, th- I think that's what. Yeah, first of all, there's going to have to be a lot of new faces on both sides of the ball, but especially on defense. It didn't matter if you're having, if you had. Um, prime buddy ryan uh coaching that that defense they weren't doing much just because they didn't have a lot of depth at i mean their linebackers got just absolutely roasted uh hicks was was out of position a lot and eric kendricks as much as i have loved watching his career in the vikings he's definitely in the back end of his career and when patrick peterson is your most reliable uh cornerback in his what 11th year uh that that's saying something harrison smith isn't what he used to be he's he's still good and they didn't use harrison smith the way that he he excels the most is what and the whole Mike Zimmer defense was a lot of it was predicated on being unpredictable before the snap Harrison Smith would be sprinting up to the line of scrimmage and then sprinting back I think I saw that maybe like four or five times this entire season Hmm. and so it was just it was a combination of personnel really struggling and just the fact that they were completely predictable and they you could tear them apart so basically um out of the three, I think my personal preference is Flores, but again, mm. it, it could be, um, I think we're, they're going to have to wait for a couple other places to land before we, we find out exactly who it's going to be. I would hopefully hope to know in the next week or two, but we'll see. Yeah, Falcon just made a DC hire, and most Falcon fans are not into it. Like, Fontenot is building basically the Sean Payton uh, Saints all over again. That's what the, the goal is. So they hired the defensive line coach who's never called defensive plays uh, to replace Dean Pease. So I'm not feeling great. Uh, right, Eric, about uh, where things are headed in that front, but I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Because, like you said, it's just I don't know if it could be worse. I don't know if the pass rush could be worse uh, than it was this past year. Really, just all of my adult life in Atlanta. I just wonder too, like Justin Jefferson having an MVP worthy season. Like these are the kind of things, and this kind of ties into Evan and his team with the Niners, where like CMC was healthy this whole run. Debo was healthy this whole run you had so many dudes who were healthy outside of the quarterback spot which is obviously the most important part but like trent williams was healthy eric armstead bosa you go up and down the list so many of the important guys fred warner were all healthy kirk was healthy for you dalvin cook was healthy justin jefferson you're like wow we really burned a year where all of our important playmakers were healthy because this part of like this part of the team was such a weakness that we I, i just i hope we didn't I hope we didn't miss our moment because we didn't have the right DC in place. And like you said, it was a depth thing. So who knows if any DC would have been when you're, good let enough. Let know but... when you're ready to talk about Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> do you no, do you want Tom Brady, Evan? No, you want Kirk because that's – I yeah. mean, we, we've had a local radio Stop. station making Stop. it that, making Stop. it that the A block content. Should they trade for – you know, they've got the local so, – Okay, so bring, here's the Bring thing. Trey Lance back to Minnesota. That's where he's from. I oh, would love to trade I Trey like Lance. I like this. 
I, I love, love to this. trade Trey Lance for Kirk Cousins. Let's you know do who this. never gets hurt? Kirk Cousins. You never have to worry about quarterback. Oh my or God. Tom Brady. Let's do Here's this. Here's the thing. So I would love to trade Trey Lance and, and hear me out. I love Trey Lance. Yeah. I want him to be a 49er, but for his own personal health and career, <laughs> I, we have to trade him. He doesn't deserve this. He needs better. And mm. he's not wherever Sean Payton goes, by the way, it's Arizona. Um, I think that Trey, Trey Lance needs to, to... I think he's back to, to the booth because Vic Fangio was like his rumored partner, right? Like they were a package deal. Chase, and I, wasn't, took... I wasn't... I was telling you. Oh. You... Oh. So, um, but either way, I, you're not going to... The Niners aren't going to trade for anyone. as much if, Unless maybe it was a straight-up swap. I don't think they get rid of Trey Lance because they want to see what he has. Tom Brady is the only quarterback that is good enough to come into this offense with the stacked roster that it is. I mean, tell me this. Do you guys think that this Bucks team this year, even though Brady's getting older, was kind of like the Patriots team the last year before Brady left? Yeah, close. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, I'd be shocked if Brady went back to the Bucks. I, I don't I don't. I think that's like, over, yeah. yeah. I think no, the Bucks no, no, are going to have to I mean, like, you know how, like, you remember how Brady played bad as last year in New yeah. England? Everyone was like, is he done? But in reality, yeah. he wasn't done. It was just the roster was terrible. Yeah. I think it's a little bit of that with all the injuries and stuff like in, in, in with the Bucks. I if Tom Brady's got to come to the 49ers. And I mm. say that I'm terrified of it because he's he's Tom Brady. So if he finally does lose to Father Time, you won't be able to bench him. It's a gamble. But he can come in. Brock Purdy can learn from Tom Brady, which is probably good considering Brock Purdy's background. Um, and Trey Lance, you can't start. What are you gonna do? Bring Jimmy back? Jimmy's got to get out of there too for his own mental health. Like I just, I, I can't keep doing this. I, I can't. Yeah, he's 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 out of there. I think he's free agent, and yeah, he he seemed okay with the loss on on. Yeah. Sunday. Again, I hate those like, oh, he was smiling on the sideline. What a terrible team player. It's like, yeah, he's he's chatting with other people. Like the, the game was over. Well, well I mean, the game the game was over, but also like he looked as if someone was saying something funny to him. Sure. And so, like, I don't understand why everyone was so on his ass. It's like, why is someone cracking a joke to him? But also, this is so insane, you have to laugh. We're like, what are the odds? Right, or like, it's like, this maybe, is so insane. Yeah, maybe someone is just saying next to the guy next to him was like, can you fucking believe this? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, no, I, I don't, couldn't. I don't, yeah. I don't know about you guys. Can you but play, I'm Jimmy? A... What's your foot like? Are you sure you can't <laughs> yeah, go back exactly. out there? I'm not a crier. I'm a laugher. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, when things are terrible, I don't cry. I laugh. Hmm. So if I'm looking out there and I'm like seeing Josh Johnson come off the field with a concussion because he just got literally knocked out, I'm laughing. Yeah, because it's like, what? What do we even do now? Like, do we call the game? Do we call? <laughs> do we call this game? I like, want to see. I wanted to see Usechek back there. I yeah, that would be cool. Because there was tweets about it. They're like, yeah. oh, he's he's the emergency court the. Quarterback. It was either him yeah. or CMC that was the emergency. No, it's him. It was Rooster. Well, uh, Rooster okay. I'm surprised you haven't said anything yet, Chase. Hmm. What? Juan Jennings. Oh, no. He was a quarterback in high school. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, was a he came four to Tennessee star, star quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. yeah, Juwan Jennings. Oh, yeah. Juwan you know what's funny you say that? Because recruit. I thought about texting you in the moment when we were driving down the road, and I'm like in uh, middle of nowhere, Tennessee, and I'm like... Evan's probably not having a good time. I'm not going to interrupt his his time. Like, I'm not going to go Juwan Jennings time because I didn't know if that'd be well received in the moment, Evan. I didn't know how that would, how would you have received that if I had texted you? He was a four star in high school. I mean, I saw it pretty quickly on my mm. TL timeline, so I wasn't okay. really necessarily whatever. But honestly, I can't stress it enough. 
I was good. The only yeah. thing that I, when I was at the, we were at my buddy's house. None of my friends really looked like they were like trying, like trying to like keep the party going. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like no one, none of my friends were like Sunday funny, like let's drink and watch the next game or anything like that. So I'm like looking at the situation and I was like, I'm not going to get drunk because I don't like being drunk by myself, let alone whatever in this circumstance. So I stopped drinking. I got sober and I said, all right, guys, I'm out. Went home, played video games, had a great day. There you go. Wait, di didn't didn't you retweet one of your friends? Like, weren't you laying on the floor at one point, though? At least. Yeah, I mean that was okay. in the moment. That okay. was in the moment. I'm talking okay. about like after the dust. Okay, settled. after. Okay. That that was literally me falling to the ground when uh, I think it was when Josh Johnson got a concussion. Oh, okay. Mm. And I was just like, that was just it's just like there's no there's no God. Um, the biggest offseason question for the Vikings is what, Eric? Um. I think it's it's who are they going to get rid of, and it's going to be multiple players. These they, we are going to lose some names for the Minnesota Vikings that have been around for a very long time and mm. that are beloved players, and they're going to have to make some very tough decisions. Uh, we've already talked about Delvin Cook a little bit. I think he's a candidate just because the whole don't pay running backs thing, and I don't think he had a great season outside of a few really explosive plays. There were um, his uh, the expected rushing yards over like the the next gen uh was not kind to him mm. and um i think well uh, there was a whole controversy right after the game um adam thielen's wife had posted social media stuff on of how you know this could be it in minnesota you know of course the born and raised minnesotan and he went to minnesota state blah 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 it's it's probably time because he his cap hits like 20 million next year and i have my doubts if he is a um number two wide receiver anymore like he really struggled getting open he can he's still an excellent route runner but he's just lost that half step of mm -hmm. where he can get a uh, consistent separation especially with kj osborne coming up and i think they'll probably get uh they'll add to that position in in free agency and or the draft so and then on the defensive side of the ball talked about eric kendricks a little bit i uh, he's he might be uh on, on his way out harrison smith i still will think of will stay around because of the cap implications it's it's they do save some money but i think the cap hit or the the dead cap is still pretty big this year i think he stays on also for that would just season. kill this fan base if you release harrison smith adam thielen and dalvin cook in the same offseason right pool. this is i mean there are like we're talking a lot of jersey sales yes on the way out and i think that's yeah it's it's going to be tough they have i mean because right now and with the new cap announced i believe i checked over the cap and they are still 22 or 23 million over mm. right now as everything stands so i mean it's it's literally a necessity they have to get down for on a lot in a, in a lot of different contracts so i think those they're that's the those are the big decisions obviously like it, it's it's who to keep because mm. it's not going to be everyone and it's going to be some i think very popular names that are <laughs> departing from from the team it's 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 the whole business of the nfl thing it, the, these are guys that it, i have rooted for and covered and you know personally really really enjoyed over the past several years but unfortunately it's probably time for at least a few of them man uh evan who's the biggest name on the niners who's not back next year jimmy ward Okay, you think he's gone. But also, it's like it's kind of a boring thing because it's like Jimmy Ward during the Harbaugh years was like rumored of like being one of the guys that might not make it. Mm. And I remember back then being like, you know, he had a good run. Like Jimmy Ward was always the guy where he's like played multiple different positions, you know, whatever. 
really he's he has stayed around he's taken pay cuts he loves the team he had a great career with the 49ers and i i hope that he can go get the bag one last time before before things are over but i i'm telling you i've been saying it for a long time i think i be not do not i don't know anything here this is just me i think they trade debo this offseason so you tell me you guys tell me this can they land Lamar Jackson if they trade Debo? <laughs> With that cap space? I have no conf- idea. Well, it, it it all depends on what Lamar accepts for the contract. Like, well, I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Because like, that's the whole thing with the Lamar thing, right? Is like they get an option. Another team can essentially try and sign him with an offer sheet. And then mm-hmm. Baltimore can match, correct? Yeah, I believe yep. so. He's a restricted. He's restricted, right? Yeah. But he's also involved in the o- next OC hire. I don't know what to make because he's also representing himself, so it could always change That's, day in day yeah. out. I don't know. I don't think you look at if you're Lamar Jackson and you're playing in Baltimore. I don't know if you you look at what the 49ers did with Brock Purdy and you got to go. I've got three Super Bowls there. At least. I'm sorry, but you're missing a big part of this. If hmm. you're Lamar Jackson, you're looking at the Niners. You're like, okay, what injury am I going to have next year in San Francisco? <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm already been banged up you know, the last two years. If you're as a as a yeah. fan, I'm just hoping we get one before it's before it happens. You know, what you I mean? need like, the injury proof quarterback. We need to do Trey Lance for Kirk Cousins. Let's do this. It's just Tom Brady, there. dog. It's just sitting there. Tom Brady doesn't get injured. Uh, you say that's yeah. Um, you know what I thought was funny was like the most Cowboys thing ever uh, yesterday, or I guess today was. Well, I guess yesterday, Kellen Moore was let go. So, right. Kellen Moore was let go yesterday. And then today, like, we're not even 24 hours out. Kellen Moore immediately gets a new job, and he is the new OC for the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, someone tweeted, and this was a good uh, a good tweet, where it's like, if the guy you just fired got picked up immediately, like, less than 24 hours ago, maybe you made a mistake. And then it came out that McCarthy and Moore were butting heads at the end of the season. I'm like... So the, I mean, he's calling plays next year, it looks like. And then I saw they're going to promote from within with Brian Schottenheimer, who has been bad everywhere. This is beautiful. I, this is beautiful. Like, it's this I'm, is unbelievable. Was... If I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm losing my absolute mind at how this offseason's going. Because you were looking at it like we were a butt. Like, this was supposed to be a gap year. We had to eat some bad contract stuff with Amari Cooper going out. Mm-hmm. We actually won more games than we thought we were going to win this year. Defense is top-notch, one of the best in the NFL. Micah Parsons is a monster. And look, we're in good shape going into next year. Like the Eagles, like we'll see what happens. Like we just we're kind of a victim of being in the same division as the best team in football for most of the year. Like, hey, it happens. But we would have hosted multiple playoff games if that was not the case. And then you look at it and you're like, what? Kellen Moore's out and we're just going with Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer being pre- What? Dude, the Cowboys are, the Cowboys are hilarious, and that will be one of the one oh of the few God. things that really like made me feel better during the Niners game. Yeah. Like hearing that. You had a young, up-and-coming, still-learning mm. offensive coordinator who was immediately hired mm-hmm. by the Chargers. Which, by the way, I'm excited about that. But that's it's a good hire for that. It's a whole other podcast. For sure. Uh, the Cowboys are hilarious. <laughs> They're just Eric, sad, like, is there any chance bunch. it works? Like, is there any chance next season's not an absolute disaster with Mike McCarthy calling plays? Like, they'll, they'll be good. They'll be – because they still have a – ton of talent however they're going to be the cowboys at the the most wonderfully opportune time they'll probably get the playoffs they'll probably be a wild card they'll they'll have a lot of good games i mean like 
yeah, this is exactly what the Cowboys have been for the past, you know, several years. Every time they they get pretty good, they they basically can't get out of their own way. And yeah, that, like if I bet if you pulled Cowboys fans, who, who do you like more? You know, if one has to stay and one has to go between McCarthy and Kellen Moore, I bet it'd be at least eighty-five percent of Kellen Moore. And yeah. of course, they got rid of Moore, and now they're stuck with McCarthy. And yeah, that like ask Packers fans out of the one. Um, you know, God mode Aaron Rodgers year, how, how that usually goes. I mean, just fire McCarthy and promote more. What are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Like, you got Dan Quinn to stay. Like, Dan Quinn's like, uh-oh, this is a problem. Because guess what? You think they're still going to make the playoffs. I think the Cowboys missed the playoffs. I think this is going to be a disaster offensively next year with Schottenheimer and McCarthy. Like, I think this is an abject disaster. If it's actually Schottenheimer and he's in his usual bag of tricks is seattle and where was his jacksonville, other jacksonville. urban meyer year where oh, trevor lawrence wow, looked that, horrific yeah, he was the that, oc that's right oh gosh okay yeah never mind if it's schottenheimer i take everything back they're gonna be a, just a complete dumpster fire if oh it's anyone even close to competent for their offensive coordinator then i still think they're they're too talented to just completely suck but yeah schottenheimer so bad <sighs> Vic Fangio to the Dolphins, Nathaniel Hackett to the Jets, Bill O'Brien back to the Pats. Which will prove to be the biggest hire this cycle, Evan, of those three in the AFC East? It's got to be, I mean, Vic Fangio, but it's not even done yet. That's not guaranteed. What do you mean? They just came out with a report today, Benjamin Albright, too, saying that uh, his camp said it's not done yet. He wants to basically, I, he might be coming to the 49ers. Hmm. Well, because oh. the Niners, it looks like are going to lose to my uh, D'Amico Ryan yeah. to the Texans. The the word that they used was that his camp might have been a little overzealous, hmm. and that Fangio wants to wait. And I I think he should because are, is the Dolphins a fantastic team for him? I don't know why he wouldn't say yes to the Dolphins. Period. No income tax in the state of Florida. The weather, you know, Mike Mike McDaniel's a young coach, a good coach. You got some exciting pieces over there too. I think it's a great move for him. But yeah, I mean, he, you know, Vic Fangio came to the 49ers during off season and kind of hung out, said hi. I don't know if he was helping at all, but he was definitely around the facility with Kyla uh, this last season. So uh, if he goes to Miami, that's without a doubt the biggest hire. Nathaniel Hackett is hilarious. I don't <laughs> care about that at all. Another example of like when you fire your OC and it's like he gets picked up the next week uh, by a great offensive mind and Sean McVay over there in Los Angeles. Like, yeah, I'll go ahead and pick up Mike LaFleur. It was not a Mike LaFleur issue. It was a Zach Wilson not being a good NFL quarterback issue. Uh, I think a little bit more there. But Eric, of the three, what do you think is a year from now? We're, it's January 31st, 2024. What do you think will be the biggest one if these three all go down? Well, I think from a purely just coaching standpoint, I think Fangio would, would be a very big upgrade. And I think the, the pieces are in place for the Dolphins to be a pretty good team. Mm. That said, I'm going to say Hackett just because wow. it's the whole Rogers is doing the Favre impression thing. It's mm -hmm. so funny how he basically <laughs> loathed Favre and he is slowly becoming him <laughs> at the exact same age. He's going to go from the Packers. Like, I feel like I should be buying my number 12 Rogers jersey for the 2024 20, or 2025 for the Vikings because if oh, like he's going he's going to go full circle he's going to do the, the I mean where did Favre go right after the Packers he went to the Jets yeah. I I don't know how much smoke is uh you know how much fire is behind that smoke but they, he did like Hackett when he was in Green Bay they, they they're buddies The Broncos hired him just to entice him Yeah 
that, that I think that's it's it's a recruiting tool, and I think that's yeah. really what the Jets because the Jets are like again they if they have any anything close to competent quarterback play, they at least are making the playoffs. Yeah, and they have. I mean, they drafted so well. They have two absolute studs on defense on fantastic on their, on their corners. Yeah, like and they they have they're they're pretty st- and again they lost their their uh, their stud rookie running back too pretty early yeah. in the year. Brees, Brees Hall's Hall, going to yeah. come back. He's going to come back. So. If that actually happens, if if Rodgers finally gets out of the NFC North, and um, you know, I'm personally rooting for that one. I if if they're actually would you buy a Rodgers that, Vikings jersey in 2025? No, I never bought a I never bought a Favre Vikings no. jersey. Okay. Well, first of all, I I have now I've officially decided that I'm I I will only buy uh, uni, uh Vikings uniforms of of players that are older than me. Okay. So basically, that's just retired guys now because I yeah. I've, I've passed everyone just because they, it's jerseys don't worry are about good. anything they retired yeah, jerseys that way, are like, good yeah. for like yeah jerseys are good for like three or four years now only yes. and I I don't like how the the store bought NFL jerseys fit you anyways because the sleeves mm. are like down to your elbows yeah and I have like brought yeah it just they, they we fit all look me like Madden Nation players yeah exactly like it if we had like the cool custom fit ones that the mm. players actually wear sure but yeah uh. But no, I won't be buying that. What if your one of your daughters is like, I want an Aaron Rodgers Vikings jersey? Oh, just for shits and giggles, I'd do that for okay. sure. Yeah, like they, they they can pick as long. No, if they're as, if they're rooting for the Vikings, and I'm still keeping them interested in a couple of years because like I think they had fun at the games because these are the first <laughs> regular season games I got to bring them to this year. Oh, so nice. Like they they both had a blast, and they're you know my I let my daughter stay up last night and watch the end of the the Chiefs and Bengals game. Like she's okay. she's asking questions about it. It's like okay, we're you know, as long as they're football fans and Vikings fans, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'll, I'll buy them whatever jersey they want. There you go. I like it. Um, there we go. I I, I like that. Um, the well, last thing we speaking of the game last night, we'll end on this. The Bengals did they get hosed? Like ultimately, do we think they ultimately got hosed and that they were the better team and should have won that game, or? did the better team ultimately win? And there was just some weird officiating stuff that ultimately did not end up being the reason they lost that game last night. Well, I, I, I'm torn on it. I mean, I think the one thing that we could probably all agree on is that the refereeing for the entire day, not just the, the Bengals chiefs game, not the best day for these crews. I'm starting to think that these, you know, these all-star crews that they put together for the playoffs (laughs) is like the, the best graded ones. I yeah. think it's 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 obviously per- turning out to be a pretty bad idea because these guys haven't worked to get with hmm. each other as much. I think take your best highest graded overall crews, keep them together because these people like especially in the Chiefs and Bengals game. That game was a, it was back and forth, it was all all sorts of unpredictable and then the refs just started saying, "Okay, we're going to have 5-minute conferences after every other play." It it just it like the game was just ground to an absolute halt. Mm-hmm. I still think the Chiefs were the I mean what Mahomes did yesterday again without I I can understand Bengals fans have plenty to complain about there were lots of things that happened in that game that were very confusing the third down play especially the one that apparently got yeah that was that was terrible I don't get that I they showed the replay of it the official running over and trying to tell him but it's like well at some okay I get that part of it but it's like it still happened 
So you're right. like, well, we messed up, and they ran the play anyway. Like, and then people were like, well, they ended up having to punt later. But it's like, well, no, time went off, and they got a holding penalty on the next play, and they got to go a little bit further. So the Bengals had to start further back than they would right. have started in that. Like, exactly. so no, it did affect things for sure. And that's, I mean, but that's the thing. It's like, okay, the ref is doing that, but no one acknowledges it. But yeah, you know, that, that, this is your all-star crew. <laughs> but then, but if you go like, like, uh, I think it was in the playoff game. Kevin O'Connell is like begging for a timeout right before yeah. a play. Didn't get a call. Oh, sorry, the play happened. So what? What's the difference there? Like that? Yeah. It's it's again. It's almost it's an impossible job, and it's it's everything is so fast and everything is so close. Like the with the Devonte Smith catch, it's like live. It looked good, and then as, as soon as you saw was, the first replay, that was but, on Kyle. That was on Kyle. Period. Yeah, especially. Well, I mean, when the receiver's going like, let's go, let's go, let's yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. Like that That's should probably Kyle. be a sign to throw the challenge spike, and like and. Right in the in the next drive, the Eagles calling that challenge and and getting a, a fumble out of it. That was that was a huge yeah. turnaround. Not, you know, of course, just the injury too. So again, it's not on all all on the referees. I still think probably the best two teams won. But boy, the Bengals certainly had their chance and with a a very hobbled Patrick Mahomes. The the one thing I won't. But we get, say uh, very hobbled, by the way, Eric. The man. I don't think people understand. I broke my foot in September. I like Jimmy Garoppolo when they were saying he might be back for the playoffs. I'm like, absolutely not. Like I was telling Evan on this podcast where I'm like, that's not happening as someone who broke his foot, not happening. That man is going to be in a boot for two months and it's going to be some rehab and it's going to be a while before he's trusted. Like he is in zero chance. That man is out for the year. Um, and then with the high ankle sprain people in there, I've, I've talked to people about this, like the doctors about this. There's, I don't understand how Patrick Mahomes was able to do what he was able to do. You are supposed to be in a boot for a while with this. Like, I don't know. Like, you said he was hobbled, but, like, he was still moving and throwing on the right. Like, he was still doing stuff that yeah. was his game-winning run. He is running, and he did not look hobbled when he ran. And yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how he recovers in these two weeks. Like, I mean, if... The, the amount of stress that he put on what was again the only other thing that that makes sense to me is like it was a just a regular ankle sprain and the yeah, chiefs not were a high selling, ankle sprain and the chiefs are selling it like oh, hey that's you know that was it. that's the only other thing that makes sense to me yeah i i genuinely have no idea like i would not be able to walk like you're supposed to be on crutches like yeah. i genuinely do not understand how that happened like if he was in the pocket just standing there and not really moving around i would get it a little bit more but like goodness gracious i mean He's unreal, and he had so many great throws in this game. And like you said, like the Bengals got hurt with some stuff, but like he was down. McCole Hardman was down. Um, Kadarius Tony was down. Juju Smith Schuster, and it's like a special teamers in uh, with him in that slot position when they needed to. And it's just Pacheco, whatever. It's just I don't understand where they find these guys. Where he just is number ten, and is the new Tyree Kill with his insane speed. You're just like. The Chiefs are so well built, and it doesn't matter who's in the building, who's out. Like Patrick Mahomes is going to get all these guys ready, and they're just inevitable. Yep. Like the Chiefs just were inevitable, and I think um, I don't know. I don't know if you, where y'all are at with the Super Bowl. My early thoughts is like I would be surprised if the Chiefs don't win. I would be no, pretty I, surprised. Let me. So okay, first and foremost, the Bengals are a great story, but like I I I I, I just don't understand why people don't get it. I, I've personally witnessed this trauma, so maybe it's just something I'm a little more comfortable with and acknowledge. Patrick Mahomes is, is an evil, evil man, and he, he just does this. He is the greatest quarterback of all time, maybe, next to Tom Brady, just already because of how unbelievable he is. I was tasked with deciding who I would rather win this team. Mm. I said... 
I would rather the Chiefs win because they beat the Niners straight up. I hope the Chiefs destroy the Eagles. Hmm. And I think that they will win. I don't know about destroy, but I hope that they do. I really do. I hope to I hope to God that the Eagles lose. And I think they will. Patrick Mahomes is going to have 2 weeks of of rest mm-hmm. uh and lots a lot more lots more uh steroid injections. Oh <laughs> uh, no. Allegedly. Not, allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, and not even allegedly. No. Evan, he will absolutely no. be having painkillers injected into that leg. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but either way, the Chiefs are maybe not the better roster, but they have Patrick Mahomes, and we've seen it so many times throughout the years. Brady might not have the better, better roster, but he's going to win that Super Bowl. You know, when Aaron won, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Patrick Mahomes is different. They're going to win. They, uh, they lost Tyreek Hill, and their offense got better. You should have known the second it happened. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, what do you think, Eric? That, that's my early leaning. But again, like if you're if you're going by overall rosters, the Eagles are like significantly better yeah. from top to bottom. That's the one thing that worries me. This defense, if Mahomes still isn't back to 100, percent that the pass rush that they do have could cause some trouble. I like I'm kind of leaning. Uh, what's the over under at right now? Like 48 or 40, 40 something. Like I I I think it's going to be kind of low scoring. I think it might be kind of a, a a slugfest because I think the the Chiefs are going to try to hold on to the ball as much. And from what I saw of the Eagles' offense, I mean they're 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 run heavy. That forty nine like and a half. Forty nine and a half. Yeah, I'd take the mm-hmm. under for that. I think I, I think we're going to see lower scoring than maybe you know between again these are two high powered offenses. I'm leaning Chiefs right now. I, I I think it will be pretty close though, and with Super Bowls like it really like the starts of these games like I like I I just think back to the the, the what was it the Carolina Denver one where it's like mm. Carolina was you know they were that 15 and one that year and yeah. they had that powerhouse offense and after that first the the what was it the safety right away mm-hmm. and it was like oh oh this is this is how it's going to go. Like yeah, Von Miller is going to destroy Cam Newton in this defense. Is right. Just, there, there's this one. Anything. There's a. There's one matchup that it's it's so exploitable that it's absolutely over. Like mm-hmm. there's not there's nothing that completely jumps out to me. Um, yeah. I'm already sick of uh, Kelsey Kelsey Bowl and Andy Reid Bowl storylines, <laughs> but I think it'll be a good game. I like the uh, I like the Andy Reid storyline one though. I think cool. it's kind like, of sweet. 24 years and you you brought them you know now you've brought both of these franchises no it's it's cool like and the kelsey thing is cool i love the kelsey brothers those guys yeah, are yeah. fucking they're amazing mm. but like it's going to get beaten to death over the next two weeks. i do i will say this before before it does get beaten to death i think it's awesome that andy reed couldn't unfortunately get it done in kansas city um philadelphia uh, or in philly yeah. Excuse, I'm sorry. I just heard the cooking, and I was like, eh. uh, but couldn't get it done in Philadelphia, and then goes and wins in Kansas City, and then Philadelphia won one themselves. Like yeah. everybody won, and now they get to meet to compete against each other. It's awesome. I think so too. And I just I, the, Jalen Hurts. I just can't shake. He was bad in the Niners game, and Chandler Jones was because really, he played a real defense. Oh, but he had some those those deep shots were like. I mean, Ward had a couple great plays. But Ward they had. Were, Ward, Three, but, th- three then, of them. They they threw that same pass three yeah. times, and every time they shut that shit down. And then the other three, he missed by five yards. The one that yeah. there was actually, the Brown had a step on him. That was like he just he just whiffed on him. So yeah, yeah. I, like I need to see a little more out of out of Hertz. If he plays like that, they're they're done for. I do. I will say this. I don't think that uh, Eric Armstead will be suiting up for the Chiefs. 
And no. he was he was getting pressure in the middle. But Chandler Jones is. And Chandler wow. Jones was er- eating Burrow alive in that game. And or not Chandler Jones. Chris uh, Jones. I'm like Chris Chandler, Jones, excuse me. Yeah. Chris Jones. Um I just I don't know. I I also wonder like do y'all who would be the last quarterback to win the Super Bowl when he was not the better quarterback in the game? Who would that have been? I was waiting for Evan to make the Patrick Mahomes over at Jimmy Garoppolo joke. No, I, I was gonna say I was I was gonna say uh, Joe Flacco and Kaepernick, but it's pretty close. I would that's, say that's, but, I, this is as close as you're gonna get. Maybe really. I was gonna go back to Dilfer, right? Like it, I guess it's probably like it just doesn't you wouldn't happen go very that often. far back, would you? Who would well, you? And, and who did Brady Dil- won a lot of these? Roethlisberger yeah. won a uh, won one. What? Wait, what did he win? He won one. Uh, okay. Peyton, one Peyton, Manning, Peyton Manning when he had like half an arm. That's, that's true. Peyton that's Manning's the, the answer right here. Peyton yep. Manning yeah, when he had nine one. touchdowns, 17 picks yes, that year. Yes, he was the corpse of Peyton Manning when a Super Yes, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah. Yep, good work. That's the answer. Um, I don't know, but it'll be fun. I think I, I think yeah, I agree, though. For <laughs> no, sure. it won't. <laughs> it'll be close. It'll be a good <laughs> Absolutely game. Absolutely not. I think last year was great. I think we're going to get back-to-back good, competitive, close Super Bowls. And I think that's the main thing. When your team's not in, you just want a competitive fun game that you're going to remember and also greg olson's calling this game which is top notch because greg olson has been the best color commentator uh in Man, the nfl he, this season so i'm glad has, we're getting him romo he, was awful on sunday awful i don't know jim <laughs> i don't know if he was awful jim jim look at this yeah what happened to romo he used when to did play, he become the worst play? color commentator in the sport he used to predict plays and yeah. stuff and now he just gets really excited and yeah like Greg Olson, of course, his career started, it rubbed me the wrong way because he, his first, you know, his test run was when he was injured one year and he was the, it was a Panthers and Vikings game mm. and he was basically giving the, the Panthers scouting advice and the, <laughs> it, it, because like he was just basically like he was in on all the Vikings meetings mm-hmm. and he was, you know, like while there he was, was a conflict the of team, interest there. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I, I have been incredibly impressed with him. He's, he's just, he's, he notices things. He's very direct. He's very mm-hmm. like, that's, that's, you don't have to put a lot of window dressing on it. And that's why I like, I'll, I'll defend Chris Collinsworth too. People, you he's know, good. People, yeah, yeah, people, people are too hard on people Chris. get bothered by him. I like, he's looking off the ball and pointing out stuff that you're not going to pick mm-hmm. up on the on the first play on on TV. I love that kind of stuff. They just got to add somebody with Herbie and Al. It cannot be those two together again next year. They have to add somebody. If you're going to well, keep Herbie with those two, yeah. I mean, you got to add somebody. Herb Street Herbie stretched too thin, man. Well, yeah, it's like I was just about to say. Herb Street could also, you know, watch some NFL football. Like, but it's not his fault. He doesn't have, no, he's, he doesn't have time to. Yeah, exactly. He's he's, yeah, he's called. Yeah, exactly. But you could tell, like, he was literally calling players by their numbers, like the first <laughs> few weeks on the Amazon. Like, I, I think Herb Street is a great announcer. But yeah. yes, college is his game, and it's a different game. And he, he could, like, that was all. You know, he would always go back to, oh, I liked him when he played in Michigan or something. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that's when you watched him play. You haven't watched <laughs> I, anything. I, I yeah. will say this. I will be. I will do it. Okay. I I will replace Herbert Street. No, you. I can do it. I would do an Evan Swords broadcast with Al Michaels. I mean, I'm already oh. I'm already an Amazon employee. They might as well just hire me. Oh, to a job, so you have a natural in, Eric. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. There you go. A, a, uh, AWS. I'll give next gen stats. Like I'll. I'll <laughs> it up, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, boys. I like I, it. Uh, um, I, I gotta wrap this up myself. Yeah. Well, yeah, Eric, once. what can the good folks check out from you over at the Daily Norseman this week? Um, this week we, uh, should have some, uh, well, it's going to start. It's tis the season. We're going to be looking at the draft. We're going to be looking yeah. at maybe mm. some defensive coordinator hire. Who knows? It's, it's the, the off season's in full swing and we got a lot of good stuff. Um, uh, 
from our climbing the pocket uh, people that we got actually a couple people in in, in in town in Mobile for the Senior Bowl. So there you go. Be on, be on the lookout for a lot of stuff out of there. And then Hooker would be playing if he was not hurt. Unfortunately, he will not be competing. Uh, uh, yeah, You're, and also don't forget to look out for the Daily Norseman for when uh, Kirk Cousins gets traded to the 49ers. There we go. That would be bad. The Niners would be a Super Bowl favorite next year if they traded for Kirk I'm, Cousins. I'm, I'm honestly up for anything at this point that is just a competent. Give me just like not competent, safe. healthy. Give me someone who can play 20 yeah, games in a row. He will. He will give yeah. you the yep. The only thing he, he's he's missed one game with the Vikings, and that was because of COVID. That was it. Yeah. Death taxes. Kirk Cousins is suiting up, baby. Yeah. Um, Evan Swords. Eric Thompson, thank you as always, and I will talk to y'all very soon. Pleasure. Always a pleasure. This has been Ingram, radio voice of the Atlanta Braves, and I'm here to tell you that you've reached the end of today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. As a friend of the podcast, I'd like to say thank you for listening to today's episode and hope you return for the next one. To show your support for the program, tell a friend or coworker or even a family member about the program, and if you're an Apple Podcast listener, leave the show a rating and a review. It goes a long way. That'll do it for me. But don't forget to listen to myself and the rest of the team at 680 The Fan and the Braves Radio Network this season. Go Braves! Chase, I think I'm going to hear more about you. I really do. I think you've got a way about you, but you're interviewing, mm-hmm. you're, um, pleasantness, you're smart. So I think I'm going to hear big things about you. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah.